to the Disco Slag podcast. Today I am all by myself. I am going to be talking about the folk albums that I listened to during the February album event that I did during February. So the albums that I'm going to be covering today are uh, two from Bonnie Vare for Emma Forever Ago, Bonnie Vare's debut album, and their second album, which is the self-titled album, uh, Bonnie Vare. Uh, the next two are both from Joni Mitchell, one of my favorite artists. Um, we are going to be looking at Blue and Ladies of the Canyon. Those are the two Joni Mitchell albums. Um, and finally, then I am going to be looking at Wasteland Baby by Hosier. So um, I suppose I'm just going to go straight in and kick it off with um, for Emma forever ago. Now, I have to say this is, even before going into the February album event, this was one of, it was becoming one of my favorite albums. Um, I had only discovered it probably two or three months um, before February. And I, I hadn't really been able to like differentiate a lot of the songs from each other. I kind of listened to it as an album. You know, I committed the 40 minutes um, and we'll just kind of have it on as like background. I found it really, really relaxing. Um, and I just kind of, I loved just the vibe that it offered. You know, a lot of the songs, like I said, they are kind of hard to differentiate in a way. Um, not that many of them kind of stand out to me as individuals, but that's not necessarily a bad thing in this case. I think it just means that as an album, it's so strong. And it does have a very sort of strong perspective, especially as the first album. I believe it was their first album. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I'm very sorry about that. But I just think the perspective it offers is so strong for a first album. I mean, it's not necessarily rare that someone's debut album is amazing. I mean, I'm thinking of some examples like Pure Heroin from Lord and Funeral by Arcade Fire. Like there are really, really great ones um, out there. And for me, um, I was surprised by how much I did enjoy this album. Um, the reason I say I'm surprised is I didn't think I would like Bonnie Bear as much as I did. Now, I still wouldn't consider myself necessarily a hardcore fan of them. Um, in terms of what albums of theirs I've actually listened to, it's just the two that I'm actually discussing today. Um, and the reason I haven't really gone and listened to more is because I feel like I'm still kind of finding my feet with these two albums, but especially for Emma Forever Go. I mean, I listened to the self-titled album um, only twice now. Um, and that's because I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of picking up the vibes from for, for Emma. Um, I'm still kind of, you know, finding which songs are my favorite. Um, in terms of which are my favorite at the moment, we have, of course, Skinny Love, which I think is the one that everyone kind of knows the best from Bonnie Bear, or if they don't know them from, or if they don't know the song from Bonnie Bear, they know it from Birdie, who did a really popular cover of it. It is a great song. And 
it's a lot better from Bon Iver. I had heard the Birdie version first and I wasn't crazy on it, to be honest. I didn't necessarily love the sound, you know, the lyrics didn't really speak to me. But in this case, they really did more so. And it's strange because it's all the exact same lyrics. It just, I think coming from the person who actually performed it in the first place kind of makes it that bit more powerful, which I think is the case most of the time. Um, in terms of other songs I liked, Creature Fear is one of my favorites, um, as well as the opening Flume. Flume is fantastic. Um, I really, really don't have anything bad to say about it, to be honest. Um, overall, I don't have much bad to say about the album as a whole. You know, I'm like I said, I'm still kind of exploring Bonnie Vera, I'm still kind of looking at what I like about them and what I don't. When I think of like my first interactions with Bonnie Vera as a band, I think of Exile from Taylor Swift on the um the folklore album. And that only came out last year, 2020. So my experiences are limited. Um, and what kind of got me into them from there, it wasn't even necessarily that song. I didn't really look into them after that. It was um, their song, Roslyn, which was on the New Moon soundtrack. And I've heard a lot of my friends talk about the New Moon soundtrack. Um, a lot of them say like the Twilight movies are terrible, but um, the soundtracks are fantastic. And it just happened to come on on my Spotify one day and I listened to it and I loved it. And I saw this from Bonnie Bear and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to look into them more. I'm going to see what else they do. Um, their second album, Bonnie Bear, I didn't like it as much. Um, you know, the songs, they didn't resonate with me as much. Um, but Overall, I thought as an album, it was strong. However, there's not really any songs in particular for me that stand out. Um, if I had to kind of think of one, it would probably be Calgary. But that's kind of the one that stuck with me the most. But I definitely think in terms of a follow-up album to For Emma Forever Ago, I don't think it's a strong. Now, I know that it is very well reviewed and people really do like it. So I think it's probably a case that I'm going to have to give this album another go. I'm going to have to listen to more of Bonnie Bear. My kind of approach to discovering new artists is I don't want to be overexposed to all their music. It's the same. It's the same case with Wise Blood for me at the moment. Um, I am obsessed with Titanic Rising. And she has a few other albums out and I just haven't got around to listening to them, to them yet. And um, just because I want to appreciate, you know, the album that I fell in love with first, I want to experience all the songs. I want them to grow on me. And then I'm ready to kind of, you know, kind of move on um, and see what else is out there. And I'm definitely going to do that with Bonnie there. Um, I'm going to move on now to Joni Mitchell and the album I'm going to start off with is Ladies of the Canyon. Now Ladies of the Canyon is one of my favorite albums probably of all time um, and in terms of that versus Blue um, for Joni Mitchell um, 
I don't know. I also really like Court and Spark. Um, I think those would be my top three albums from Joni anyway. And um, Ladies of the Canyon is kind of the first one that I listened to. And I think it's a really good introductory to Joni Mitchell. If you don't, if you haven't listened to her in the past, I would definitely recommend starting with this album. It came before Blue and Court and Spark. And... It has some of her most iconic stuff on there. I mean, this is the album that has Big Yellow Taxi, which is like, you know, the one song from Joni Mitchell that everyone knows. Um, it also has some really, really great ones in there, like uh, The Circle Game, Woodstock, um, For Free, which of course has recently been covered by Lana Del Rey, Wise Blood, and the last name, the last name escapes me. I am so sorry to that woman. Um, but yeah, for free, um, I think it's probably my favorite Johnny Mitchell song. Um, it is just so beautiful. And it tells such a, it's such a nice, simple, and in many ways relatable story. I mean, it's not relatable in the sense that, you know, it's kind of written about fame and it's written about, um, you know, she sees this guy who's performing for free and she performs for riches. But it kind of puts a lot into perspective about what we take advantage of in our life and what we do for money and what we do for passion and how what we do for money is what others do for passion. And what we do for passion, others do for money. It kind of just puts that whole conversation into perspective. Um, and I think like there's a lot to there's a lot to dig into with that song and that kind of mindset and that conversation. Um, the Ladies of the Canyon song, of course, fantastic. Um, another highlight for me, probably my second favorite song on the album, is Rainy Nighthouse. And I don't see many people talking about this one. But for me, when she's, she's talking about like uh, being in the choir and she just like does these vocals that just like send chills down my spine every single time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to Rainy Nighthouse. You'll see what I'm talking about straight away. It's so good. Another great one um, named, I mean, <laughs> very immature, immature of me to be laughing at the name, but it's called Willie. Um, it's a great song. It really is. It has a really, really good like um, like beat to it. The instrumentals are really good. What I love about Joni is this, how simple the instrumentals are. I mean, I guess that is a characteristic of folk. It's like, I always think of folk as like, a song that could this is a song that could be played like around a campfire if someone just had like a guitar or a ukulele um that this song could be performed it doesn't need all the huge production it doesn't need the drums the piano or anything else um you know it has just those simple maybe guitar picking um but like the uh, lyrics and the words are deep and emotional um and then we have Blue. So Blue is probably Joni's most critically acclaimed album. It was number three in Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all time. And when I first listened to this, I wrote a blog post with Joni Mitchell recently and I said this. And I said, at first I didn't get it. I, was, I listened to it and I was like, this, the, the third highest, the third best album of all time, the highest ranking female artist there. I was like, is this really the third best album of all time? Now, 
it probably still isn't in my top 10 but i see it like i get what they're coming where they're coming from and yeah i just get it i mean there are so many iconic songs on it starting with the first one i want to talk about is river um river is at its core probably it's a christmas song but i don't i feel like it doesn't have to be christmas to listen to it it's a song based during christmas time and it has it samples some of the um the sounds of jingle bells which is nice and fun but it's just again it's really simple but really really beautiful and i just love it i love the the imagery she creates in it of like I wish there was a river that we could skate away on. Um, again, like it's nothing, it's not revolutionary. It's not pushing any boundaries, but it's just capturing an essence and it's capturing a vibe that is just undeniably beautiful and wholesome. Um, and, you know, the album itself, it kind of goes through that process of, starting or like going through the kind of ups and downs of sadness to like we never quite get to happiness but we almost we kind of get to like acceptance we get to um contentment in many ways and some of the best songs that kind of are showing this is a case of you a case of you is phenomenal um i think this album ends really strongly i mean river and a case of you come within the last three songs and it's just so so strong of course it is strong the whole way through we have the likes of california which as a song it's not my favorite but you can see so many inspirations from um within lana del rey's california from her album norman fucking rockwell um there's so many inspirations um from joni's california in that song um, you know, talking about the, the Vogue's and the Rolling Stones. Um, and it's nice to see that. It was, it was nice to hear that knowing that song by Lana so well. The title track, Blue, is great. And I think probably up there as well, maybe, maybe my favourite on the album is Little Green. I think it's beautiful. And it just, it just really spoke to me in a lot of different ways. Um, another one there actually do you know what I'm I'm ending up just saying all these songs but that's because they are all really really strong they might take a few listens um you know the likes of my old man all I want is another really 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 great one um but yeah I don't know I suppose to summarize Joni Mitchell I would say it might take a few listens and I say that because it's not like anything we really have in mainstream or modern music today. It's so stripped back and, you know, the lyrics, oftentimes the lyrics at a surface level aren't that deep. But when you kind of look into just the beautiful use of metaphor and allegory and just the imagery she creates, the atmosphere she creates, she has this ability to create them. But I've never seen another artist able to do it the way Joni Mitchell does and I just I just can't urge you to listen to her enough she 
it's just such a classic era of music in a genre that is so underappreciated in my opinion um you know i've kind of gotten into folk only recently um and i i think folk is just an acquired taste you know i the amount of people i've heard uh, who have said that like they didn't like phoebe bridgers when they first listened to her and that she grew on them and i was the exact same and phoebe bridgers would be considered folk indie folk kind of on the rock edge um but yeah i that was kind of my introduction to folk um and i suppose as well the movie <laughs> love actually um i know that's everyone loves love actually i mean there's no denying that and joni mitchell plays an integral part in that not joni herself but her music where Emma Thompson's character says that um, Joni Mitchell taught her how to love her emotional education. And then, of course, there's that heartbreaking scene where she receives the CD instead of the necklace. And um, Both Sides Now is playing. And Both Sides Now is one of my favorite Joni Mitchell songs as well. Um, the fact that it was recorded by an older Joni who is looking back on her career, looking back on love and life and loss. It's just perfect. And I'm sure it's one of those songs that's gonna get better with age. I mean, looking at it as like a 22 year old, I can't fully appreciate, you know, the song to its full. I probably haven't looked at life at both sides now, but you know, I'm getting there. I'm gonna get there someday. We all are, hopefully. Um, and maybe I'll make a follow up podcast in 50 years time about um, how important Both Sides Now is to me. But for now, I'm going to park it there with Joni Mitchell. The last album I'm going to talk about is Wasteland Baby by Hosier. So I didn't listen to, during this album, I didn't, or during this event, I didn't listen to Hosier's um, first album. His, I believe it's the self-titled album. Um, but I am quite familiar with it. So, you know, I might be making some comparisons between that and Wasteland Baby. For me, I know a lot of people like his first album more. Wasteland Baby, to me, is better. And it's better because there's something, it seems like he's found his sound more. Um, I think his first album kind of appeals to a wider audience, where, whereas Wasteland Baby kind of appeals to the people who've become hardcore fans of him over the years. And... You know, it opens with Nina Cried Power, and I used to not be able to stand this song. I thought, I remember it used to play on the radio really early in the mornings, and I was always thinking, like, it's just, it's too early for this. Like, he is, his vocals are so powerful. The instrumentals are so powerful. And it was just not something I wanted to be listening to in the morning. However, it's grown on me since then. And now I really, really like it. I don't like it to the point that I want to, you know, add it to my like songs. I don't think I'm quite there with my relationship with it, Nina Cried Power yet, but it's followed by one of my favorite songs of all time, almost in brackets, sweet music. This song for me is just, it's simple. It is powerful and it just, it creates, again, I was talking about creating atmospheres 
um, while talking about Joni Mitchell and how fantastically she does that. Hosier is another one who has that ability and sometimes he uses it really, really well. Sometimes, you know, he's not necessarily creating an atmosphere, but he is, he's always telling a story and almost is one of those ones where he's doing both. It's just a fantastic song. And I know a lot of people really like it. It was one of the singles off this album. And um, yeah, I think a lot of people sometimes have this mindset where, you know, they don't want a single off an album to be their favorite because they want to have this sort of like treasure that not everyone knows about. But for me, I don't care about that. Almost it's absolutely my favorite song off this album. Another song is the one that actually follows that is Movement. Fantastic song. Once again, so powerful. Once again, creating a fantastic atmosphere. Great, great vibes are created during this. Um, I really like Nobody. I feel like people don't talk about that one as much. And people don't really talk about B that much. Um, but that's another one I really, really like. Shrike is one of Hosier's best songs by far. It is incredible. And I really like when Hosier strips it back, you know, with the likes of Shrike and as well with the likes of the title track, Wasteland Baby, when he strips it back, he just makes magic. And I wish he would do it more, but at the same time, I, I think that's kind of just a personal taste. I think the people, his fans, his biggest fans, like I wouldn't be the biggest Hosier fan in the world. I think they like what he does. I think they like the balance that's currently there. Um, and so it works for him, you know? Um, I think that's where I'm going to park this episode. So I talked about the five folk albums I listened to. I did listen to more folk albums like Phoebe Bridger's Kono Burst, but I actually discussed them in the second episode of the podcast. Um, I kind of talked about them being more indie style. So yeah, um, let me know. So make sure to follow me on Instagram disco slag blog and let me know what some of your favorite albums are from the artists i discussed today and um, make sure to check out my blog posts i've um i have one dedicated to joni mitchell bonnie Vera and hosier feature and some of the other ones so check that out um, and check out the other episodes of, of this podcast in the first episode i talked about pop and alt and i talked about the likes of lord harry styles and Ray. Um, in the last episode, I talked about Wise Blood, Phoebe Bridgers, Bright Eyes, Connell Burst. So if you're a fan of any of them, do make sure to check that out. And thank you so much for listening.